weddings should be memorable, but not for the groom's lack of style. That's why our friends at the Black Tux design rental suits and tuxedos that you'll love wearing at your wedding. So if you end up getting featured on a list of 23 epic wedding fails for, say, your reception table catching fire or your DJ playing, let's get it on during the father-daughter dance, at least you know you'll look good for your close-up. <laughs> but the best part about the Black Tux is that you have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you, which as someone who has purchased a majority of wedding stuff online because I'm a fucking millennial is fantastic. Just pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. And if online isn't your style, they have showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. Over 5,000 five-star reviews across Wedding Wire, The Knot, and their own website agree. You won't find another rental experience or designs like the ones you'll find at The Black Tux. Grooms, if you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reason, visit theblacktux.com slash listen. That's theblacktux.com slash L-I-S-T-E-N for $20 off your purchase. Walk, don't run to theblacktux.com slash L-I-S-T-E-N to find your look for you and your crew. Theblacktux.com, formal wear for the moment. You're listening to Relevant. Where we talk about things and stuff. Things and stuff. That you should probably have heard about already. Three, two, one, record. We're back. We're back. We took a little brief hiatus. That's right. A, a lot of a lot of stuff has happened. Yeah. <laughs> we need a little me- mental health break. Yeah. It, and, and it literally, break. it literally was mental health. Like, yeah. Both For Aaron both and I us. suffer from depression, and it's yeah. exacerbated by Wisconsin winters. And yeah, it's hard to and be. The, crea- the podcast is hard with it. Yeah, it's hard to be creative when you have like creative fatigue happening and yeah so so with the holidays and everything we took a break but we're back we are we're back and better than ever i just i just read your topics on (laughs) trello and was laughing at the late ad yeah um yeah so a lot has happened but we're not going to bog us down too much with it but um one thing i wanted to knock out quick before we got going is two big thank yous we got two reviews on itunes while we were gone yeah and if you left these reviews will you like let us know who you are because we don't know who you are and this is awesome and we want to give you a shout out yeah besides like your apple id username that you've probably had since you were 10 years old right (laughs) right so um should i say the apple id (laughs) Or just say the read the reviews. Um, why don't you give the Apple ID a shout out? Because that's okay. the only way we can that's shout true. them out. That's true. So the first one is from H McCulloch, uh, from the USA. <laughs> from the U.S. of A. 
Yeah. Uh, and I believe this is Haley. I think I, oh, just okay. based on the last Haley. name. So thank you, Haley. Um, I have a long drive to my hometown and tend to listen to podcasts while driving. I started listening to these two and often find myself laughing out loud and getting to my destination without even recognizing the trip. Their humor, healthy skepticism and personal anecdotes make hearing about current and past trends much more enjoyable than I could have imagined. Keep it up, ladies. Which is super flattering. When you sent that to me, so... <laughs> <laughs> I think Katie started crying. In in our hiatus, I somehow locked myself out of our relevant email on my phone. Oh, really? So Erin <laughs> was like giving me all these updates. She's like, did you see the two new reviews we got? And I was like, uh, bitch, I haven't <laughs> logged into our email in like three months. I hadn't locked. I, I didn't lock myself out, but I hadn't logged in. And so I was well, just like, oh, I wonder it, what's going on. It always asked me to do the Google, ident- the Google identifier, uh, which I you're don't just like, have nope. on, my com- on my phone. It's on your phone. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> oopsies. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you, Kay- uh, Haley. And then the second one is from C. Kobolds. From USA. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, those... Which neither of us recognize. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Whoever, Whoever you, you may be, let us know and maybe we'll send you a sticker or something. Thanks, friend. Yeah. Thank you. We should reward people who reward us with stickers. We should. Everyone should have stickers. We did get new thank you notes so we can actually send <laughs> the promised ones for our Patreons. So amazing. And there's, they're, they're pretty fucking on brand. So, <laughs> yeah, um, so CK, no, C. Kobolds from USA says, you'll be hard pressed not to find an episode about something you're into with these gals. They cover trends in pretty much everything and they're hilarious while they do it. I laughed so much and I would love to have a conversation with them in person. The titles are also top notch. 10 out of 10 do listen. I like legitimately love. will have a conversation with any of our fans. Me IRL. too. Any fucking day. Yeah. And any also day. like. The titles, like, oh, they're my babies, so I'm yes, so excited that yeah. they like them. The, ti- the titles... Um, I get really fucking upset when I can't think yes. of, like, a good title. So Erin does um, almost all of our cut lists, but since she does the cut list, she also will pull out ideas for titles, and then we'll bounce them back and forth. Yeah. And it's usually, like, she finds the best ones, so the titles... That's usually pretty unanimous. 99% <laughs> of the time come from Erin, so <laughs> that is a direct... Yeah. Um... I guess high five to your uh, high five to Aaron. Yeah, it made it made me very happy, and also like, oh, I, oh damn it! I should have read the titles or like the subjects before. Oh, yeah. So Haley's subject was caution while driving. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do vaguely really remember her one. texting and like <laughs> she p- texted about some some story or something. It was like I nearly drove off the road, which is also super flattering because there are podcasts that I listen to by much better podcasters that make me almost drive off the road oh the, the amount of times that I've like spit something onto my windshield from the McElroy yes. is like yeah Ugh. um and then see see Kobold's subject was I want to be their friend yeah. we want to be yours I too I want to be your friend uh so yeah um so thank you thank you thank you to those two lovely humans and um f- yeah I mean keep up the the reviewing and the um ratings because that's the only way that we can grow and especially yeah, since we took our little hiatus we need a little seen. help growing back up on the yeah. the the itunes um the itunes machine the itunes machine and whatnot um and yeah i mean join the the facebook group the facebook we group are both is very active on it so <laughs> if you do want to be our friend i mean you can see us there i threw a hissy fit uh, <laughs> uh, deleted my facebook for like 
two weeks. Oh, you missed did? the Facebook group Aww. too much and <laughs> redownloaded <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I can't delete my Facebook. I have a Facebook group to run, damn it. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Tracy's deleted her Facebook a while ago. And every time we post an episode, she's like, I fucking hate you for that group. Like, I want to I want to I want to be a part of it, but I don't want to join time, Facebook. Every time my response is make a sleeper account. I know. Like, you don't have I to ha- you don't have to add anyone. I know. Or I know. like use Brian's account. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> my husband has not had a facebook account ever and i use and, it to, um, to spy on bad groups on facebook yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever ah. don't spill your water yeah um so yeah so i uh we've also gotten a couple patreons since we last yes. recorded too so thank Which you is- very much owen and amy yes amazing and Mef. and Mef. um and so we will OG, get you your OG well Patreon i mean Lacey. og worship uh lacy yes um so we will get you your goodies and your um treats or whatever rewards yeah. for doing that and and uh, you should join it because we posted some killer oh. bonus content from the episode with Owen. We it's like half an hour of glory. We really should see if Aaron can splice in like one joke. Like a teaser? From that bonus footage, Ooh. bonus clip, bonus Maybe audio. when Owen's singing and you're yes. screaming about it. Because I can't remember what he was singing, but. literally the funniest that I have ever been. Oh my God. <laughs> All, uh, the entire thing was just like, I was crying. I was crying listening to it and I'm like, we have to cut it yes. because it's there's what did I say we went we went through like seven subjects in a matter of five minutes and none of them had to do with what we were actually talking right. about and I'm like we sidebarred it was like a full half we hour yeah. ourselves into the next dimension it was yeah it was insane and then it was one of those like how the fuck did we get here <laughs> and so I had a I had a really like crisis crisis of conscience where I was like I I really need to cut this it has no it, place I, being yeah. here, but people Oops. need to hear it. So anyway. And I still uh-huh. have a crush on those forms. So I'm like, do I just want to fuck goats or am I a furry? What the fuck is wrong with <laughs> no, you? No, <laughs> I don't think you're a furry. Although, uh, word on the street is furries can get away with crime. Furries can, furries furries can, can in do fact anything. do no crime. So that is on the Patreon. Um, if you want to hear it, you can do it as for as little as a dollar a month. Which is like literally um nothing it's nothing when you think about it yeah and and there's also my get ready with me video still up there yes um and we will (laughs) now that we are back in the swing of things we will get better about posting more um bonus content in there um and we still have our little side pet projects planned yes which so stay tuned for because our producer is actually going to be on a side project, which yep. I know a couple of you who don't know him in real life, but have heard him on the podcast in the yeah, um, uh, episode nine or 10 yeah, when he uh, came back from Portland. He is hysterical. He's and a he's, great voice to listen to. Too. Yeah, he has a fantastic voice. And I was really hoping that Pat would get into it. And yeah. like, because my significant other has like a radio a straight up radio voice. yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we'll get him there eventually um do you want to address the space update space, space. update
I guess we'll start off with a sad note. Just so we can, can only go up from there. <laughs> I would like <laughs> I would like our listeners to take a moment of silence mm. to recognize the Mars Rover Opportunity, mm. who has henceforth <laughs> been retired. Passed away. Or passed away. <laughs> As many of the comics I've seen have said. <laughs> My battery is low and it's getting dark. Oh, which makes me want to cry. All the comics are so sad. So sad, and our producer just kept sending them to me oh, the other really? day at work, and I was like, I am literally trying not to cry at my desk right now. <laughs> I have anthrop- anthropomorphized the shit out of this rover, right. and it is the one thing in my life I care about right now. <laughs> And it's dead. Right. So, fuck off. Nothing else matters. I have seasonal depression and I'm sad. Opportunity has been taken from me. Opportunity has been stolen (laughs) from this existence. Well, it has to make you smile a little bit just to see all the people that are making comics about it. Like, it's clearly been appreciated. That's what's so wholesome about it, I think, because we're just so inundated right now with, like, bad shit. Yeah. That to see the internet come together in a way that I find quite wholesome is refreshing. Yeah, Yeah, it is. That is very true. And, like, some of it is, like, the, still morbid because it's the internet, but it's, like, right. so complimentary at so the same time. Because it's yeah. a dark humor. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I like dark humor, and so does Aaron, so. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so, um, to go from that to something that we would be remiss if we didn't fucking talk about, <laughs> because it has been the light in my life for two weeks now. Two weeks? Three, two, two and a half weeks? It, I don't remember. I ne- I didn't watch it. But (laughs) (laughs) fucking Nancy Pelosi's baller ass bitchy fucking clap is the light of my life. I can't believe Nancy Pelosi invented the fuck you clap. Dude, it's so good. And like, It's it's so perfect. Her face is on point. Like, it's in his face. Like, Mm, good for you, sweetie. Good and for you, all of sweetie. the memes that come out of it is all. It's the, <laughs> it's, it's the great. It's the fucking greatest. I literally so I watched a gif of it at work, and was like, "This is what I'm gonna do when I get home. Is I'm gonna watch this entire video on loop." And I did. I went home and searched YouTube for like every single variation, oh. and people were like overlaying it with damn it feels good to be a gangster (laughs) (laughs) just like that's so accurate oh my god it was I was just like this like little drop of silver lining Uh in an otherwise shitty world right and like I am finding amusement in it yeah (laughs) and I mean politics aside like Nancy's been like slowly getting like cuntier and cuntier in a great way but that was just the cream of the crop and and it's and it's not like it was a snapshot that just happened to be great which is a lot of the great memes right now she literally it was oh she she knew what she was doing and it was and the and especially because it was like the first shot of not paul ryan up there right it was just oh my god and as wisconsinites uh, Paul Ryan is a Don't dark, <laughs> dark place for me to mention. A dark, 
hello darkness my friend <laughs> he's so hot and i like he's so hot i want to slap him across the face for being so attractive <laughs> When his career was starting to go up and Brian and I like were starting to date, so many people are like, you realize Brian looks like Paul Ryan. Oh, and I'm no. Like, like when Brian was like younger and yes. like cleaned up. I can totally see that. I'll show you a picture from a wedding that Fuck. the first person told us and we're like, okay, I don't know who that is. And then we had to look him up and we're like, oh, no. And then every time from then on, it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Brian's legitimately like Paul Ryan and David Schwimmer's love child. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. Which David which Schwimmer. I never would have guessed for myself. But yeah, I mean, here whatever. we are. Love finds a way. <laughs> love you know, love is blind. <laughs> oh, God. Um, um, amazing. Yeah. I will yeah. also say while we're word vomiting out all of this stuff that we have kept to ourselves in the yeah. past like three months um this is officially season two yeah we've decided to do seasons i think um we will in between seasons take brief hiatuses i don't think that they will hiatus hiatuses hiatus <laughs> Hi- hentai hiatus is fun <laughs> uh, you know you know what hentai is right hentai I have been told at one point I can't. Am I going to have to explain to you on the podcast what hentai is? Do we want? We'll to? take this offline. Okay. Um, Owen, when he listens to this part, is going to be losing his shit. <laughs> <laughs> Start screaming, Aaron. <laughs> um, no. So breaking it up into seasons is helpful for us mainly just to remember when stuff happened, but also I think it's just a nice, clean way to restart. Yeah little refresh i mean honestly like people on tv and whatever else goes into seasons like they take a break for mental right like everybody has to refresh and we just did it too so we're gonna do that and it should be easier to track everything yeah but uh yeah i think Uh, also moving forward we'll probably still stick with the every other week yeah release um if that changes if our availability changes i have a feeling coming in the summer that might change just because we both have more energy in the summer but we'll see it'll it'll depend on uh how this side project goes because leaving this as every other week will allow us to have the time and mental energy to do the side project which i based on the people that i talk to that listen to this podcast i think we'll appreciate it so yeah. definitely like i said stay tuned and yep. i we won't tease you forever we will we will actually we will. make it's this come just, to fruition but we just don't have enough solidity a solidity i'm making up words that's too. yeah um we don't have enough <laughs> you'll get there you can do it fuck <laughs> <laughs> we don't <laughs> You're doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, that should be one of the quotes on the cookies. <laughs> that really should be. That should be, be a that should be a sticker. Yeah. We frosted our first the sticker for I sure. Did, we frosted our I... first batch of cookies right before we recorded this. Yeah. Um so uh they won't be as butchered as these ones are, but uh yeah, we might be adding them to our Patreon goodies. If anybody wants them. If anyone wants them. Um, what I'm trying to say is we don't have enough solidified details yet. Yes. On the side project, we will let you know as soon as possible with a full press release. We'll call CNN and CNBC and 
um uh some the new york times (laughs) no um (laughs) and uh vox media um and medium.com we'll let them all know (laughs) yeah sure we'll do a little press i've been watching gilmore girl so i'm very in tune with my like inner so kate is going to be even more verbose this episode yes i just feel like i need to talk as fast as i can about all the things oh my god (laughs) um should do you want to tell people about how hard it is for you to hold up your microphone right now oh or no uh yeah is uh, are you making a joke about my hand yeah okay we've had two personal developments while we took a break over the week over the Jesus, I said I was going to say over the weekend. Over the new year, I got engaged. <laughs> so part of the reason that we took a break was because I felt a little freaked the fuck out about planning a wedding and needed to take a step back. And True, you went um, full force. I went full fucking force into it, which is what I always do with something. And then now I've dialed it back and I'm like, I have two years to do this. Well, a year and a half, but yeah. Um, yeah. Once we set dates, then it felt a little more like I can chill the fuck out. Honestly, yeah. Once you do like the venue and the date, then everything yep. else is like slower because yep. they don't need as much time. So um, if anyone is interested in hearing about uh, being an interior designer and the hell that is wedding planning as an interior designer and being a fucking perfectionist, <laughs> hit me up, homies. I can tell you all about it. Thinking about starting a blog. There you go. And it's just going to be me part rambling. Of the <laughs> <laughs> we could a perfectionist do a, <laughs> planning a wedding we could do a patreon and it's like wedding wednesday and it's me just bitching about how expensive everything is the second you there put you wedding onto it oh yeah wedding and baby yeah speaking Which, of speaking of during my break <laughs> i got impregnated so uh there you go there's your announcement it was probably gonna slip at some point anyway so her ego is prego yep and it's not mine <laughs> thought that would go without saying but you never know you know know, it's 2020 (laughs) i just so badly needed to not be 2019 anymore it's february january was a hell of a year it was (laughs) let me tell you what it sure (laughs) fucking was so yeah is that all the updates so anyone that's a close friend of mine don't feel bad that you don't know i haven't really told much people but this is a nice, easy way to do it yeah. without having to be like super cutesy on Facebook. Yeah, so. please. The first one was acceptable. The way you announced Levi was cute. Yeah, that was about as cute as I was willing to make it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know. And even then it was just a little like, I think I made fun of you for like a week afterwards. Yeah. Well, because like any Facebook, any Facebook announcement is going to be like that. Yeah. Cringy. Cringy. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm literally tempted to just lay my head in your lap right now because I'm like half reclined. Yeah. Do you need to like readjust? I I brought the big blanket so we could share. I know. I think that's well, I think what I need to do is. I'm I'm good. We're good. All right. So we got all that catching up out of the way. Are we ready to dive in? We can get into it. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um whoa we haven't had a just bringing it back in yeah okay right there you go welcome to season two this feels like home (laughs) i'm so comfy right now (laughs) i just slid right back into it one one belch (laughs) took you there yeah i'm just glad that we addressed that it's not my baby (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure brian's very happy that we got that out of the way too (laughs) um 
So guys, I know we've talked about keto before. I want to extrapolate a little bit on that and ask why the fuck are we making everything out of cauliflower right now? Which brief, brief tangent, not a sidebar. How do you say, do you say cauliflower or cauliflower? Cauliflower. Yeah. Okay. Because some people call it cauliflower. Yeah. Some people do say cauliflower. And that seems to be a Midwestern thing. Yeah, or like kind of like an old timey thing, like the people, the same oh, people that say Saturday. Yeah, my grandma straight or up Sunday. fucking called it cauliflower, and I'm just like, oh, you're so sweet. Right. I mean, it's an I, she so also, it's not. She also called me Caitlin, oh, with a T at the end, <laughs> even though she's the one that named me and okay. spelled my name. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. Bless her. It's like washing your washing. Someone said washing the other day, and I was just like, I am going to leap through the air and smack you across the face. <laughs> that is. Some form of lexicon I am not allowing you yeah, to Yeah, that's Southern, I believe. Worshing? Yeah, going to well, go wash your clothes. My friend Marianne's boyfriend says theater. That's how Southern he is. Uh-huh. Theater. Every He's so time. Southern that it starts to blend into like European. Yes. Or oh, God, yeah. British. Theater. Theater. <clears throat> but cauliflower. Cauliflower. Yeah, dude. Uh, Everything. Fucking. So like legit though, well, the cauliflower pizza crust when you make it with cheese is super good okay so you've made it i have made it it's hard you have to have the ratio correct but i'm just gonna do is uh, it like is it stiff enough that you can actually pick it up yeah it's like a thin crust okay yeah um and you have to get all the moisture out of it oh i'm sure otherwise it won't crisp up right um i'm I, i just did a super brief search on pinterest for cauliflower recipes um cauliflower tortillas loaded cauliflower broccoli casserole cauliflower mac and cheese yeah um loaded garlic parmesan roasted cauliflower yep cauliflower Uh, is like it's it started as taking over for potatoes baked buffalo cauliflower because and then it was just like there's nothing in it and it tastes like fucking garbage when you steam it like every white person did yeah in the 1990s yeah uh, yeah, I mean, I can see why it would take over for potatoes because it's just as like empty of a vessel. But when you roast it, it has way more flavor oh, than potato so does. It's so good roasted. Yeah. Um, Honey, garlic, baked cauliflower. Oh, you did it. I did it. I did it. Um, it's a Midwestern thing. Low carb <laughs> cauliflower breadsticks. Yeah. This is so basically people use it. As like a almost like a potato and a bread substitute. Yeah, I think it's because it has enough starch without having any flavor, so that it can right. just be whatever you want it to it's, be. It's a it's vehicle the ultimate for imposter. your flavor. Yeah, and like, I, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but I just have a problem with our incessant need to. Ugh do imposters for fucking everything. Yeah. I like when I had to be dairy free for Levi, a lot of people were like, oh, you should try the like soy cheese or uh, like soy cream cheese and this kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, here's the thing. If I'm not going to have dairy, then I'm not going to have dairy and I'm not right. going to find things that aren't dairy pretending to be dairy. Like I don't need anything in my life that badly. General Tso's cauliflower. That'll, that I would eat. I would eat the shit. Uh, oh, bacon, cheese, cauliflower, casserole. Blech. Well, that sounds very Midwestern. But like, at least no, at least those two things aren't like trying to make cauliflower or something right. else. 
like the pizza crust though is like <sighs> or using it as a substitute for mashed potatoes like yeah. mashed cauliflower tastes like mashed cauliflower like I'm it tastes s- like almost like fucking cream of wheat yeah like grits like really mm-hmm. really finely done grits mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. not as good <laughs> not necessarily like i and maybe it's just the the instances that i've had but mm-hmm. i've never had cauliflower be pureed enough that it's like oh um, like fine like it always has those chunks in it like it's still cauliflower bread buns low carb and gluten-free loaded cauliflower bites cauliflower mock potato salad hey can we can hey guys hey hey guys hey guys hey can we fucking not (laughs) lay off the cauliflower man no it's not the cauliflower that pisses me off it's the fact that we in 2019 have basically resurrected the atkins diet Oh. And rebranded it as keto. A thousand percent. And it still is bugging me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's definitely that's that's definitely what's what kills me about the keto diet. I was at a friend's house and I watched her husband make the most the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Oh, that's saying something. Oh, God, girl. It was legitimately <laughs> like I think it was a cheese stick. And did he try to make a pizza out of a cheese stick? Uh-uh. No, oh. there was. A tortilla. That. There was a tortilla involved, so it wasn't like no carb. Oh, he was far enough along. It was probably like a low carb tortilla. But yeah, but it was a tortilla, and I, I, I swear it was a cheese stick, and I think he may have put meat on it. No, I don't think he did. I think it was a cheese stick, and then he just like covered it in mayo. And I'm not wow. saying like he put a strip of mayo, like he covered it in mayo, like, like a hot dog. Yeah. I'm doing sorry I'm doing yeah. a, a gesture and yeah, you can't like a see hot like dog. it was the most amount of mayo I've ever seen put on anything and I'm just like yeah this was the problem with Atkins is like and I and I'm not claiming to be a nutritionist or a scientist oh, yeah, or I don't anything know shit like, about anything like I know like you know fat isn't the monster that it was made out to be right. sugar isn't the monster right. it was made out to well sugar's pretty fucking bad sugar's um, basically uh, cocaine like carbs aren't as bad as they were made out to mm-hmm. be like all the different things that like the fad diets that have gone by by since like yes. the 1980s so i know that but it's just like oh i can't imagine i just can't i just can't imagine having a mouthful of mayo like that and cheese Right? Mayo and cheese. Like I don't even bleh. like sandwiches that have. So when I make a sandwich, I hate. I just realized both of my topics are about food. Um, <laughs> what's new? <laughs> what's new? Welcome back. This is relevant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a podcast about food trends. Um, when I make a sandwich, I don't like even. I live in Wisconsin, but cutting the like cutting a slice of cheddar and putting on a sandwich with ham and mayonnaise makes me want to vomit no really yeah oh that sounds good i'm gonna make that tonight but like not <laughs> like good cheddar like sergento's cheddar uh, well honestly though like i'm kind of the uh, opposite on the cheese front like you want more if cheese? it's no like if it's good cheddar don't put it on a sandwich like that's oh god it. yeah don't be a monster don't right. cover it up with wonder bread and mayonnaise right, right. like i know it's you're like gonna making, fucking do it's like making barbara <laughs> God damn it, Karen. We can't say Karen. Oh, I sorry. know Karen and I sorry. love her dearly. Sharon. Sharon. My grandma's name is Sharon. God damn it. <laughs> we'll stick with Barbara. Barbara. Um, I don't think any Barbara's listened to this but show like, yet. But it's like ordering like a Grey Goose and Sprite 
It's yeah, like, right. You know, just get a rail vodka at that point. Like, you're not going to taste it. No. If you're going to have the good stuff, just enjoy the good stuff. My old roommate, we were at the bar on Friday, and he ordered a vodka martini, but he ordered rail vodka. Ooh. And I'm like, Ooh. oh. In a martini. That's- yep. Dirty martini with rail vodka. Nice. So classy. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. He's a strong, strong yeah. boy, apparently. Yeah. Listen, I like some like there's there's a lot of people out there that don't like cauliflower at all. But I appreciate cauliflower when it's cooked well oh, and done roasted correctly. Oven roasted cauliflower with Parmesan and garlic is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So good. And especially if you roast it to the part where like the highest little bits of the cauliflower getting like almost black. Ugh. So it has like oh, that yeah, crust. super charred and crispy. Yes. Yeah. There's a restaurant down in Chicago called Girl and the Goat. Um, it's owned and I'm run. into it already. I know. It's owned and run by one of the top chef winners who actually um, went to culinary So is this school. where we're going to go to lunch when we go to Chicago when I try in wedding dresses? Sure. Okay. Um, and I, I think right she now. still has, I think the dish is still on sweat. the menu. Oh, God. I think she still has the same recipe on the menu, but it's like this roasted cauliflower in... Um, this vinaigrette that I'm not going to say what's in it because it doesn't sound appetizing, but it fucking is. And then roasted pine nuts in it. Oh, fuck. And yeah. like, I've never been the same. I would and I can say that with full honesty. That's so hard. I try. I crave it all the time. And I think it's I think it's been at least five years I since I've had I it. I got pregnant listening to you describe that. Yeah, dude. Like roasted cauliflower with roasted pine nuts together. Yep. Like you could fucking mix in. There's like, a there's a meal baby shit. I'm not going to name the meal kit because they won't sponsor us. But the <laughs> meal kit that we get um, has a recipe that has roasted cauliflower and yeah. pine nuts. And it is just. Yeah. The, the combo so of those two like for two pretty. They're not. They're not like flavorful no. by themselves. No, but the two together, like plus the roasting is. So mm, this has been a f- magnificent uh, relevant food podcast. Yeah, we should have put a uh, content warning like don't eat or don't don't yeah, don't, don't, don't eat listen. when you're hungry. <laughs> don't eat. Don't listen when you're hungry. Don't eat when you're hungry. Maybe we can make Pat make a. Yes. Warning, yes. this podcast is not meant to be this taken seriously. This podcast may make you and hungry. And might make you hungry. Um, I want to talk about athleisure. Okay. When you when I read this, we have a Trello board now because with season two. We're like adults. We're trying to adult and be organized. And it was mainly me setting it up for Erin. It was pretty smart. She is organized. I always feel like I shit on you. Like you're not an organized person. And you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm organized in places that aren't necessarily you're always helpful. You're not as helpful. type A as I am. That's the issue. I'm not. I'm not as well-rounded type A. Yes. You are. You have type A tendencies like I do. Yeah. I was walking through TJ Maxx yesterday. Uh-huh. I haven't visited TJ Maxx in probably two years which wow. why i don't know why did i do that um the tj maxx by our old house was like the creme de la creme which was funny because it was janesville right and it was just as good as the oconomowoc one which is like the bougie mm-hmm. tj maxx um I was there, and they have now a section for athleisure, and they have the cutest fucking rain jacket that I might go back and buy this week. It was like a dusty rose color, which I am not about pink whatsoever, but I was just like, I would wear that jacket with leggings 
and my Nikes uh-huh. that have the same yeah. colored swoosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. fuck yeah, my dude. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not pink until unless Dusty Rose is brought up, yeah. and then it's like, mm, true millennial. I could be pink. It's yeah. true millennial. Oops. It's true. It's true. So that's the thing, though. Like, I, oh, I am so torn on athleisure. First of all, I do not like a portmanteau. Port, port, portmanteau. Portmanteau. Yes. Or portmanteau. Portman. Portman. Portmanteau. Portmanteau. Don't listen to me. I I'm not a huge tonight. fan of them in general. Yes. Because they just make me like, which is, which is also. <laughs> which is so funny because you love puns. Exactly what I was about to say. Like, yeah. it's such a contradiction yeah. to what you would think because I fucking love puns more than anything. But yeah, but for some reason, the second you like portmanteau and try to make something like serious, you're just, I'm just like, nope, I'm gone. And it might be that the first time I heard athleisure was coming out of. Oh, what the fuck is her name? Um, Alyssa Milano oh. on Project Runway All Stars. Oh, they're like, yeah, because she's got an athleisure line, and so they did a, oh, or maybe man. it was, yeah. So they did a. Hey, where can I watch Project Runway? Um, Hulu, Netflix. I think some is on Hulu. Okay, sorry, but I know they're on the Lifetime app. Hey, also your uh, basement has really good ring lighting. <laughs> just so sparkly <laughs> um th- so and i don't like her and i don't like how she enunciates yeah, a lot of either. things i don't like her i don't like her voice yeah yeah and i can't i don't have like a legitimate reason why i don't no, like her voice. there's really nothing i, I can don't. point to yeah. yeah except there's one word that kills me every time and she says it a lot in the show is she says forward forward and i hate when people say that forward forward instead of forward because there's an r there and you should say it anyway ah whoo forward that was a rant i'll get off off that little soapbox yeah sorry so my first okay pause is that because she's her is she latina or hispanic i don't know i don't because she's that, kind of ethnically ambiguous. That might come from like English not being her first language. In that case, I feel yeah. real bad about ripping on her. Yeah. Well, in that case, we can cut that. But uh, we'll, we'll look into we'll, it. We'll look into that. So anyway, so that was my first in, um, foray. Fo- <laughs> now I can't say it. Foray. It's my first foray into it, foray. like athleisure being a thing instead of like, oh, I wear my yoga pants to brunch instead of the gym. And I'm like, oh, no, we've named it now. Yeah, we, it's, it's there. And we so, have a name yeah, so for it. Yeah, so now that it got, it got named, there are departments in stores. There are sectors in, like, fashion weeks for it. And, She's like... She's Italian. Okay, Italian. Yeah. Oh, duh. Milano. Well, you never know. Um, so, yeah, so I guess, like, I was... To- I, I was fine with it when it was just like, oh, a you're thing. silly. You're wearing right. like cute gym clothes to brunch and not actually going to the gym. And it was just whatever. But now like it's a thing and now I have to address it. And I'm still torn with it because, I mean, you anybody that knows me knows like I would rather wear fucking like yeah. casual yep. shit rather than jeans. Like yes. jeans is like almost dressing up for me. Yeah. So I have no room to talk. But, but at the same judgment. time, like... <laughs> When I I have issues with it, Katie. I I'm on the fence. Uh, I'm mainly on the fence because so many of the clothes are really fucking cute. 
Yeah. Um, what That's I don't like is, well, I don't know. In 2019, I've started to become a little bit more open when people dress like funny or different or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, mainly because I found that I'm judging them because I'm jealous because I would never do that. Oh, sure. So I, I guess like with athleisure, I don't like it because I wish I looked as good as the people who are wearing it. Fair. Fair. You know, and, and like it's projecting my yeah. insecurities on someone else. That's totally fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. And when I first like was really like, oh, real people do this was definitely when I was in Scottsdale going to brunch. Oh, and um, Scottsdale. Yeah. But I, I think, say like I've ever been there. <laughs> she's heard enough. It's fine. Uh, but but I think you and I can both agree that one of the main players and probably the main one to have brought it to the forefront and made it what it is, is Lululemon. Yes, which I just purchased an item from Lululemon not what? too long ago. Yeah, at the Woodfield Woodfield Mall in outside of Milwaukee. No, Schaumburg. Um, I know, but it was kind of on sale and I couldn't pass it up and it was the perfect so when I ride I like to wear vests which Uh. we've had the vest conversation before (sighs) I don't remember the episode but (laughs) (laughs) I have I own a lot of puffy opera gloves uh yes Mm -hmm. puffy opera gloves (laughs) um that should be another sticker vests are just puffy opera gloves And no one would understand. Well, they're not just puff. They, you, I, I want the opposite of the vest, which is the puffy, puffy oh, opera Oh, true. Um, my, my trunk is plenty warm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was like the perfect weight for our heated indoor. And so, okay. and with Lululemon, I'm actually wearing a Lululemon sports bra right now. Oh, and dang. I've had it for like seven years. Yeah. Their shit lasts forever. Oh, yeah. Listen, anything I've tried on, like, fits amazing and makes you, it's very flattering. But and it is lasts also, forever, but it's expensive as fuck. It's also very waspy, yep. like, bougie, yep. white woman clothes. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, we've mentioned them before, like, that their CEO is problematic. Super problematic. And he um, won't go away either. But what I absolutely love is if you look up the Lululemon Wikipedia. <laughs> I know. They, what um, a hot fucking mess that one is. Yeah. But like there's just this glory of a sentence. Is, While the brand is known for its stylish and high quality items, it has been criticized for being cultish, faddish, and overpriced. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that pretty much, yeah. That sums it up. Um, But I don't, I don't know. I mean... Again, this is the person that wore sweatpants and like athletic clothes everywhere she went. Well, you were a jock. You were in an organized sport. Yeah. So, so you got- I don't know. So I do, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if it comes like if there's like this elitist like in like stuck in my amig- sure. amigda- amygdala. <laughs> amygdala. I-, I don't know. I'm trying to sound smart by saying my brain. Um, <laughs> there, like if there's like some elitist thing in me where it's like. Like, don't dress like that if you're not going to go do sports. See, I would rather you know? them dress like that than wear, like, flannel pajama pants to the grocery store. Which definitely was a fad before it. Uh, have you been to the grocery store in my hometown? I mean, okay, well. 
we can go on to your <laughs> hometown. Uh, it's quirky. I've realized that but. I wish it was like Stars Hollow, but it's like the redneck version of Stars Hollow. Yeah, it's not quite there. No. Stoughton is closer. Stoughton is way closer. Um, But, but... I do love that it has grown to be what it is because there yeah. are so many more accessible options and I don't feel as slummy yes. when I want to wear it right. out. You know, like even five years ago, if I went out in my like workout leggings or something, people would stare I feel like and you like would look get looked at, at weirder. Yeah. Like, like I, what you couldn't put on some jeans or whatever. But now, like, especially like going to mommy type stuff, right. if you come showing up in jeans, like it's like, whoa, why, why are you doing that? Jeans aren't comfortable for bending over and picking up your child. Right. Like, I don't know. It's harder to get child snot out of denim than it is leggings. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And dog slobber. And dog slobber. I also think um, as someone who has depression it's nice to have clothes that you can put on that make you look put together but there's like little effort involved in that exactly which is like I feel like super important because there are people who for whatever reason need to look put together but don't have the energy to do so and I think it makes it more accessible in that way too absolutely and you know it was kind of a, a slow transition right like we had you had sweatpants mm-hmm. and you would say and like sweatpants and people would think you know like those champion ones at walmart right right or like the adidas like, ones that everyone wanted or those yeah yeah and then the we slowly transitioned to like victoria's secret where people like thought of like mm-hmm. well-fitting cute sweatpants right yeah, with pink across the butt. Right. Or we juicy won't. couture. Let's not right. revisit tracksuits though. No. This is this is where we have evolved from tracksuits. That's what that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Is like tracksuits and like the 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 pink um sweatpants revolution like kind of started it in my yeah. opinion back in t- 2004, 2003. Yeah. And they lasted a little bit too long and then they went away. And then we came like all of a sudden resurgence into what we have now, which is so much better. So much. And so like, Um, I don't know, like just walking through the athleisure section at TJ Maxx, I was like, this would look good on anyone. Yes, exactly. Like, like, I'm sorry, but a juicy couture tracksuit didn't look good on anyone. Nobody. No. I don't like even Paris Hilton. Like, I'm sorry. It didn't look good. No. Whereas like athleisure... I think because leggings are so forgiving and then you can wear like cute floaty tops over it and stuff Mm -hmm. like that or sweaters with um, really cute scarves. Like I feel like it just looks good on everyone. Yeah. And the and the fabric that you can use like kind of works as like a Spanx while also being forgiving. Fuck yeah. Right. Which I do love. Um, who's it? Kate Hudson with Fabletics. Like, yeah, they constantly flood my news feed. Uh-huh. But um, but they're very uh, um, re- representative. No, yeah, that's they're, not right. They're, inclusive. Yeah, they're very, inclusive, very in inclusive in their um, advertising. Yeah. There's always women of all shapes, color, sizes yeah. in the in all of the ads. Um, and it's true. Like you do look at it and you're like, Yep, they look good on anybody. I know because it's, because it's so it's easy. It's one thing to see a Lululemon model wearing it, right. and then you go and try it on the store, and you're like, 
well i don't try things like, on oh no store. sausage you casing. get at home and then you're like wow <laughs> i look like a bunch of sausages shoved into leggings right this is not flattering but right yeah, yeah. I, i'm on the fence about it but i think i will err on the side of i accept it yeah i definitely accept it i just don't i guess i just don't want it to I, be taken so seriously yeah i That's think all. in the summer like in the warmer months i'm gonna try and like add to my athleisure please don't call it that though um i'm gonna add to my slumming it clothes can we just call it casual but casual to me is like how i'm dressed right now yeah. okay I'm going to call it athleisure and you're just going to have to accept it. All right. I'm accepting that you're pregnant. <laughs> it's a, oh. it's an even trade off. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to dive right into your next topic and save mine for last in case we go off on a sure. really long tangent? Sure. So I know we, that's like, so we decided to not to stop surprising each other with our topics so that maybe we had something intelligent to say. Super helpful. Um, and Katie added hers to the Trello, and I immediately <laughs> went, oh, no. Oh, no. I like, she goes, I know, I know. I'm like, oh, that's such a good topic. And she's like, no, I know. Because <laughs> like, at first I thought you read it as, like, I was complaining about it. And then you're like, no, I realize, like, what you're <laughs> saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. Anyway, um, mine's not going to come as, as um, a surprise, I don't <laughs> Well, let me let me back up. When we very first started talking about recording again, it wouldn't have been a surprise at all. <laughs> but when I say right now that I'm still on the same train I was as as I was back yes. then, like you're also not going to be surprised. So anyway, I want to talk about like biographies, biopics, or if you're in Britain, biopic. That's how they pronounce it, um, which makes so it sound so much more scientific. Let's. Let me ask you this. How many times have you seen Bohemian? Five. Okay. I bought it on the day that they released it. I wasn't convinced I was going to. So I just want to go on the record as saying, I genuinely don't try to annoy Erin with things that I know she's not like super passionate about. Mm -hmm. And a majority of, th of those things are either like horse related or video game related. She inundated me with Freddie Mercury factoids for three fucking weeks straight hey, if you ever insinuated that you were annoyed and with it i, I would have stopped no, but you I were was, encouraging it i was encouraging it because i knew that you were feeling very down and that you had found something to throw yourself into with yeah, passion it's true i still so, watch a lot of um youtube stuff about it so anyway um i briefly i think touched on it when owen was on but I saw, I've I've been a huge Queen fan like since I started listening to good music. Yes. Um, back in like high school, and uh, and my dad and I would always listen to it in the car, and so we have like a connection over it, which my sister apparently knew nothing about. Oh. Um, like she was really thrown off when I when we all, we all went and saw it in when I was home for Christmas in Phoenix, and she's like, I don't know why she's like so insistent on you guys seeing it together or whatever. And my dad's like, really? She's, and so he told her and he's, she's like, oh, I'd, which I don't know why she would. Right. Like, right. it's not like what music you listen to in the car on a five hour road trip to a softball tournament is going to be topic sure. of conversation sure, when sure, you get sure. home. Yeah. Especially to someone who is in college and doesn't care. Right. But anyway, so we are we are, we always had a, a connection about it. And um, 
I didn't look into Freddie Mercury at all that much back then. I just liked the music. I just listened to Queen. Um, but then uh, when the movie or the trailer came out and whatnot, I went into a deep, um, oh. a deep dive of him and his she life and stuff. Dove head first and i i honestly i do it all the time this this subject does not come it comes on the heels of bohemian rhapsody being released but it has not it's not solely about him if you go into my audible library it is you have sent me so i was actually just listening on audible talking as fast as i can by lauren graham great um and you have gotten me for like multiple years now people's biographies yep as books yep. for gifts. Yeah. That seems to be like your go to. And it's Sucky. something I would never buy myself. I think the only biography I've ever bought myself was Robert Chernow's uh, Alexander Hamilton. Oh, my God. I really have. Yeah. I got you Anna Kendrick's yep. Amy Poehler's. Yep. And oh Abby Jacobson and Abby Jacobson's. I had did and not you even, gifted me Lauren Graham and then Lauren Graham's yeah. through Audible because I don't remember why, but there was something in it. And I'm like, you should just listen yeah. to this book. It's great. Oh, my God. I never realized that. That's so funny. Which I'm going to Because, find... I mean, that's the books I read. If yeah. I'm going to read. I have always loved, like, my favorite genre of book is not even, like, a certain genre. But it's, like, the day in the life sort of books. Like, honestly, the type of book that most people would be annoyed by, like, nothing really happens. Right. And I think, honestly, like, Catcher in the Rye kind of got me onto that track. Yeah. Is, like, I just love, like, hearing inside people's brains and the way they think and just, like, what it's like to live in their life. Which is, I I mean, I don't, I don't go out of my way to buy those types of books for myself, but I appreciate when people give them to me because I... I read a lot of books and I get stuck in a rut and I read probably mm-hmm. the same 20 to 25 books over and over oh, again. Sure. So, but I also like never grew out of the like young adult phase. Like okay. I still find young adult books to be rad as hell. Yeah. And I still have a dream of writing a young adult series, you know, sure. like, so I guess my excuse for reading young adult books is because I need to know, like you're just doing research. Yeah. I'm doing <laughs> research. Um, but with biographies, I totally get it. I get where you're coming from. Like, you want to know about this person's life and, like, Love it. what it was like to be them. I could tell you fucking everything about Rami Malek's comeuppance. Yes. Which, it is actually very interesting. Um, yeah. It And, I mean, part of it definitely has to do with if they are engaging to listen to, whether it's their voice or just, like, what they have to say. Rami, which, by the way, is Rami... Yes. I don't know if it was you or Owen, but someone was, was trying to me. correct me because and he has said actually that it, t- it took him years to start correcting people because he has a twin brother named Sammy. Oh, and so everyone always thought yeah. it was Sammy and Which, Rammy. I'm sorry. There are two individuals who look that good in this world and it is like fucking disgusting it's, and amazing. It's absurd. Yeah. It really, truly is. I wonder if I have more biographies than just the ones that you let me look at my Kindle library. Um, but. Uh, also, if you guys want to get us gifts besides becoming Patreons, like send us books on Kindle. I have an Amazon wish list, and I'm sure Aaron does too. So, you know, I don't actually, but I, I mean, I have one running in my head. Basically, <laughs> on, I mean, fucking honestly, if it's a celebrity memoir, mem- memoir, I want. She's super into it. So, on one of my favorites is Rob Lowe. Yeah, I have listened to all of his. He has some insane stories 
And he's one of those people that kind of grew up in the scene, mm-hmm. but he doesn't necessarily, he does. I mean, I think he had that era for sure that, you know, obviously yeah. he went down the path of, yeah, he was problematic. Yeah. Um, but at the time, like, I don't know, just hearing stories, like he lived down the street from, um, Charlie Sheen and, oh yeah, that's right. And, um, oh gosh. Charlie what, Sheen. What's his brother? Um, Martin. No, that's his dad. That's his dad. No, uh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks guy. I don't, I've never seen Mighty Ducks. I don't want to talk about it. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh my God, that's going to kill me. It's, well, and we'll people are screaming it. because it's so obvious. I know. And they now don't, now they know what it feels like to be a ghost. Yeah. And he doesn't, he changed his last name. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want to be a sheen but it's not i mean it wasn't that well actually no it really it really was like he changed his name because he didn't want to grow up like in his dad's shadow and like use that as getting by which is funny like charlie yeah (laughs) charlie was fine with it he's doing great um no but rob Lowe has some really really interesting stories and he's he's a very engaging writer and he has a great voice um and he actually, when he was on the West Wing, this is a crazy story. When he was on the West Wing, they were constantly flying back and forth from L.A. to D.C. Ugh. Um, Sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, because, like, they would go and actually spend time in the West Wing for, oh, like, research. okay. Um, and they would fly. They would fly from L.A. to New York. Okay. To do whatever. And then, like, New York to Washington, D.C. And their flight, the flight that they were, like, constantly on from New York back to L.A. was the flight that got hijacked on 9-11. Like, it was that time of day, the flight number. He knew the flight crew intimately. Katie, he was on one of the practice flights. Like, the hijackers were on. He sat next to a hijacker, like, when they were casing it, basically. And they were, so, oh, I'm already got a chills. They were supposed to be on the 9-11 flight, but something got delayed and they ended up being at the White House longer or something happened and they what they weren't the on fuck? the flight. But like, yeah, he knows all of the flight crew and because they were constantly mm-hmm. on that. And I was like listening to it while I was painting and I was like, and <gasps> <laughs> like, you know me, like I'm not yeah, emotional no. and I'm like, holy shit. And like, oh, I Anyway, so... uh, Holy fuck. Yeah, so I am a sucker for, like, the celebrity memoir. And not even just celebrities. Like, I will watch anybody's biography. So that's part of the reason I love Drunk History. You should should read Robert Chernow's Hamilton because you know me and you know how, like, apathetic I can be and, like, just not Mm -hmm. emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, Marianne, when we were coming back from our 13 colonies uh, road Road trip... trip. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were driving through, I think, West Virginia, and she played me an excerpt of Lin-Manuel Miranda reading, it's like the very first two pages of that book, Mm -hmm. where 
Eliza is describing how much she misses Alexander, even after he cheated on her, even after he was just like a super shitty husband for the Mm -hmm. longest time, even after their son took a bullet for him, like this, that, and the other thing. And listening to Lynn read it and like choke up as he's reading it in front of a bunch of people in front of Broadway. Uh. I like was driving and she's like, so what did you think? And I turned to her and I was like, what the fuck? Why did you make me listen to that? And I was like, I was sobbing so hard. I almost had to pull over. But it was like, like written from that person's Uh perspective. And like, I don't know. It was just like so personal and raw uh-huh. you know and yeah. you don't you get like fictional writing is fantastic and mm-hmm. like i'm not knocking it at all but some biographies are just like so uh, i don't know like i get it yeah there's there's the vulnerability and like a rawness to it yeah that i just love yeah. and i just love like hearing everyone's stories right yeah um like when <laughs> when i was growing up and we had cable I, I say that because we don't have cable now. Um, <laughs> Who has cable now? Like, cable? I just what? loved like the biography channel. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. That was my jam. And like the history channel. Yeah. I Oh, God. I love it. I could watch it. I honestly like I could watch anybody's biography. And mm-hmm. like I was telling Katie, I've been binging um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine lately. And so now I'm starting to go down that rabbit yep. hole. Holy shit. BTW, the actress that plays Rosa, Stephanie Beatrice. She's I amazing. Think. Yeah, her voice couldn't be more different than uh, her what characters. she plays on. Yeah, I thought it was a joke when the first time I heard it. Um, but I, 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 there's something about it. And then, of course, like th- when they make it into a biopic or a a, a movie about the person, mm-hmm. then it just takes on a whole new life. And I think that's part of the reason that I was <laughs> disappointed in in Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, was, own, I own it and I've it was seen like it five times, but I'm disappointed drama- in the movie. A dramatized version of it. It was I a dramatized a version and they were, glazed over like the yeah, weird things. Yeah, I think a lot of people were disappointed in it, but yeah. I think, you know. It was a lot to cram in right. to two hours. I, I'll give them that. But, yeah. um, but it's also funny because like Freddie Mercury is insanely fascinating just as a human being. Yes. Like his... Before he even got famous, his life is insane. I feel like a lot of people gloss over the fact that he was a person of color. Yeah. Like... A lot of people for, didn't know. Because he was so... Like, I feel like at the point in his career, he was so, like, white passing or people just, mm-hmm. like, didn't yeah. want to talk about it. But his ethnicity... Well, and he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to talk about it. He wanted to be known as British. His, yeah. His ethnicity and his religious upbringing is something that, like, is not very common. Mm-mm. Um, and I'm going to murder the pronunciation, so I'm going to look it up. But I think... Um, Zoroastrian? No, there's a specific... Remember? Parsi? Yeah. Yes. Um, no. Parsi is a language. No. Parsi. Why when I Google Freddie Mercury, it goes Freddie Mercury teeth? Who the fuck cares about his teeth? Fucking everybody. God. Um, Better than uh, his package. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so his... Freddie Mercury is obviously his stage name. Like, yes, that his, is not his legal name is Farouk Balsar. Yes. Um, Balsara. So I think that this like. I think that part of the disappointment in the film was it didn't it, it seemed to gloss over his bisexuality and yeah. it, it seemed to gloss over his um, 
his almost need to, to feel white and like present himself as white in order to succeed, which is so like at the time I get it, but like now I feel like we need to talk about it. Oh my God. Listening to his biography. Like, so I've listened to a couple biographies since and he was a very private person in general and didn't want to talk about his upbringing because he was, and he had a fucking garbage upbringing to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. And so he was constantly trying, he had a lot of mental health issues. Let's just put it that way. And like, as a a psychologist could look at his file and be like, yeah, no shit. Like at the age of eight, he was shipped off to go to an all boys school in India when his parents still lived in, um, Zanzibar. Mm -hmm. And like, he was just put on a boat and gone, went to Bombay. Didn't know anybody. And so like, he's had, he had like intimacy and then abandonment issues and like craziness. And he was there till he was 18 and then had all of, you know, like his teeth deformities and right didn't fit in in so many different ways and knew he was different right i was talking to my coworker who's from bombay and like people worship him in bombay because because he was parsi because he so for those of you who don't know parsi is um you are um zoroastrian it's a zoroastrian what zoroastrian zoroastrian see i knew i was gonna murder it um community who migrated to India mm-hmm. um but mainly Pakistan so my yeah. co-worker's uh boyfriend is Parsi mm-hmm. and um she told me like growing up like Freddie Mercury was like people's idols because people in that area just didn't make it big no like he did and what's so sad is like Zanzibar refuses to, refuses to acknowledge him because at all. Yeah, because they're super conservative. Yeah. Like and very because Puritan. he was bisexual and because he died of complications from having AIDS. Mm-hmm. And I think that like there's not even a plaque. Yeah, no. like he's not even mentioned in like their city hall as like notable people. And yeah, you're right. Like Bombay and I think the college that he went to, the people recognize him mm-hmm. so much more. Yeah. And um, and actually like. Uh, one of his biggest struggles in England is that he was constantly being called Pakistani, which is and not he was true. an immigrant. And yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm not Pakistan. Yeah. Or I'm not from pa- Pakistan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like it was constantly trying to a reinvent himself, I think to shed his past and like his disappointments and like all the the baggage that was there but also just like start fresh which right. is totally understandable and at that point like when he kind of started developing the freddie mercury persona and you know like that's the part that i find so interesting is it's it's difficult for me to admit that i like biographies of people like that because i don't necessarily like hero worship actors and yeah like there are a couple people who are like very talented musicians who I think are awesome. But sometimes with biographies in that area, I just feel like it's a farce. Yeah. Like it's like, how can someone who is this talented have also a very interesting life and upbringing, you know, like, yeah, that's true. And I don't, and, and that's, that's actually a really good point is that even though I am super interested in all these biographies and memoirs and like want to hear everything you have to say, like, I don't necessarily idolize them right as like right. a deity. And I mean, Freddie Mercury, <laughs> let me try that again. Freddie Mercury is certainly that person for yeah. a lot of people like recognizes this like rock God. Mm-hmm. 
And it's so funny to look at the footage now because you're like, I mean, yeah, he was fucking crazy talented. Yeah. He had an insane octave range, blah, blah, blah. Like he had a great stage presence, but like you have to put it in perspective of like when he was big. Oh, yeah. Because you watch like, for example, the Live Aid performance, everyone's like best rock performance of all time, like blah, blah, blah. And I watch it. I'm like. And it was fine. It's good. It was a great performance in terms of like compared to the recorded album and what that I do, kind of stuff. But like, yeah, we're so used to performers nowadays going so crazy right. above and beyond. And then being knee deep in watching all the Freddie Mercury stuff and then watching the Super Bowl, I was like, God, Adam, oh my can God. you move? Like, I can you do anything? What I is didn't happening? watch the Super Bowl because like, honestly fuck yeah. every single performer in the super bowl yeah. but so. the spongebob <laughs> but, but anyway so um i do love that that um people are so many celebrities are coming out with memoirs and mm-hmm. i do feel a little bad for them too because what a what an imposter syndrome kind of situation, right? Right. Like you'd, it has to be the hardest thing to write a book about yourself. Like nobody cares. I know. That's like, uh, but I'd read I've, like the fucking Katie Martinson. And I've biography. been in situations <laughs> where like, I'll tell like a funny life story and someone's like, you should write a book. And I'm like, yeah. So for like the first 12 years of my life, it was great. And then it wasn't so great yeah. for like another 12 years. Right. <laughs> like, and, and now I'm doing uh, all right. And now I'm, I'm average. Right. <laughs> like, right. I don't like, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I will say though, um, if Lynn Manuel Miranda writes an autobiography and I need him to, I need him to his, that is one person that I will say that I probably worship the ground he walks on because he is in so many ways above and beyond normal. Yeah. But yet he's so relatable. Oh yeah. You know, like he consciously like, well, I mean he like, he and he still like brings himself to that level I think because like he has a kid he doesn't let anyone see what his kid looks like he keeps Mm -hmm. his his family very much out of the spotlight um but from what he has posted on twitter and stuff like that like he's posted letters that he wrote to his parents when he was they made him go to camp when he was like nine years old my god holy fuck like i'm sorry (laughs) how did you not know that you had a fucking um (laughs) what's the word i'm looking for i don't know a prodigy a prodigy a prodigy yeah 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 like he wrote a a a, like a rap about being put in detention in school and i was just like what the fuck yeah uh i encourage anybody i you could probably find it on youtube but there's so I know about the letters, I think, from the um, Hamilton thing that PBS put together. Yes. Um, and oh, he reads them I on there. Cried. But I bet you could find that clip on YouTube somewhere. Mm-hmm. They're hysterical. And he'll read them and he's like, none of this happened. <laughs> and he's it's like completely so just falsifying everything. So great. <laughs> he's so, so great. But OK, this has been enough gushing about. Yeah. Hamilton so, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Lin-Manuel. If, if, Freddie if, Mercury. If Lin-Manuel it, Miranda writes anything, I'll definitely yeah. buy it. And his voice is just so great. His voice is, yes. So I'm only, I'm going to give us a 10 minute time limit on my topic. Okay. Which is, as you know, 
I want to talk about the resurgence of baking. Yes. And I really have been thinking about this since I decided to talk about it because I, I think from like a sociological standpoint, I want to know why this is happening. I have some thoughts on it, yeah. but I'm going to remain silent until you're ready because otherwise I will bogart. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and this was the topic where when I put it on the Trello, it's just like, oh, no, because <laughs> no. we could both go on. And like we've mentioned before, Erin is a classically trained chef, but part of going through culinary school is also learning to bake. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also super talented baker. I myself, if I'm going to toot my own horn, am also a talented yeah. baker. Um, baking has been in my family for literal generations. I have a recipe box full of recipes from my great, great, great grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, and baking was something that I did with my great grandma, my grandma, my mom and myself. Nice. Um, so it was like a generational thing too. Mm -hmm. Um, the resurgence of baking, I think has like twofold reasons Mm -hmm. i think a um great british bake-off has a lot to do with this uptick in the interest of baking Mm -hmm. and especially um what i would call uh like like classic french baking Mm -hmm. um which like the french are great at many things but where they really kind of (laughs) lead the pack is baking like yeah being a baker means that you have studied and understand french baking oh yeah because so many of your base recipes come from french Mm -hmm. baking yeah um i think the reason that great british bake-off itself has seen so much success is because especially here in the u.s our competition shows like top chef and iron chef and all that are very um they have a lot of like aggression to them and it's very competitive mm-hmm. in a like a hyper masculine sort of way sure um and i'm especially thinking about like gordon ramsay and mm-hmm. his like hell's kitchen and him being so aggressive towards people and i worked in a kitchen i worked under a chef i know what it is it's like high intensity, high adrenaline, like fast paced Mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of chefs are angry and a lot of chefs are very curt and say fuck a lot and are just like, yeah, whatever. I think with great British bake off, it was, it, it's just such a relief to have a show that is happy Mm -hmm. and people are genuinely always constantly, no matter what, building each other up and supporting each other mm-hmm. and we don't have enough of that here in the u.s yeah and i think baking itself lends to that because yes. it, it you cannot be a baker without patience no it is you a it is a, it is a precise and patient practice yes a lot of bakeries when they're being when people are working in them are very silent mm-hmm. and <laughs> was it silent and quiet it's it's <laughs> the opposite of line cooking hundred percent like the literal exact opposite of line Mm -hmm. cooking and i think that goes to my part two of why i think there's this resurgence in baking is i think we need just to slow down yes i think that like two weekends ago i made a bunch of no need bread in my um dutch oven and just the 
act of taking the time to measure out the ingredients and mix them together and prove the dough. Mm-hmm. It's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. And in my line of work, I am constantly having to go fast and be creative in a fast manner. Mm-hmm. And I get creative fatigue a lot. Mm-hmm. And so for me to come home and follow a recipe to the T mm-hmm. and get something out of it that's fantastic is very therapeutic. Yes, it's a very cathartic process. And honestly, more professional chefs should spend more time in the bakery or oh baking. Oh my God, yes. Um, because of that exact thing, like cooking and especially cooking on the line, like it's constant pressure, fast, 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 go, go, go. Whereas baking, like just a simple loaf of bread has to proof after you mix all the dough, that takes like five seconds. Yeah. After you mix the dough, it has to proof for an hour and a half. Right. And, and unless then, you're doing other things, like you're baking other things, like I usually am, mm-hmm. even when you're baking other things and you have this dough proving, you already have a timer for the hour and a half that your dough is getting its first proof. And mm-hmm. then you're doing other things and it's all very technical and it's all very like you can't like you can't rush baking. No, there's no way that it works for you to rush a bake. Yeah, and you can't just fudge it. You can't be like, no. oh, I'm going to throw a little bit more flour in today. No, <laughs> no. because it's so... It's the quickest way to ruin a piece of dough. It's so chemical. Yeah. And cooking is... Cooking is very expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and baking is very technical. Mm-hmm. But you can also be expressive when you bake through, like, the end product. Right. And the way that you use the ingredients and yeah. whatnot. And yeah. So I think like this this resurgence of baking is also like for a while in, I don't know, 2015, 2016, we saw this uptake in maker spaces mm-hmm. and wanting to do something with your hands because yep. we've become so disconnected yep. from like making something tangibly. Yeah. And a lot of things being done for us and everything coming so easy. Yeah. People are gravitating towards the slow life or you know the handmade life yeah and I think that's the biggest part of baking in general and I'm not gonna lie like I'm sure a part of it has to do with also that like bougie nature that a lot of people are leaning into right now where that like bringing back that artisan conversation that we Mm -hmm. had a long time ago yeah um you know people like oh well I'm gonna have this bread because it's artisan right um and and people taking an interest we're just so assaulted by all of the sensory things in our lives in every way that Mm -hmm. oh so many people are binging british bake-off and like every single person is like it's so soothing yeah and i always felt that way when we were baking like making a dough is like the most i now i went blank and like what i call it every single time but it's just like a super glamorous like yeah it's just a gorgeous process and um it, it it's nothing it's nothing if not cathartic like no matter who you are especially if you're doing a dough that needs a lot of kneading as well like there's a physicality to it yeah i think you know we go to the gym and we're physical in the gym but we're being physical with ourselves in the mm-hmm. gym whereas like needing a piece of bread is like connecting mm-hmm. with something on a different level yeah like you're making something yeah yeah and like the laminated dose requires mm-hmm. so much finesse and so much patience and and it, it, it truly is like 
beautiful and you do feel more of like that labor of love right um towards it and then you like you get to watch someone Mm -hmm. enjoy it whereas like cooking does really get taken and and turned into like not violent but a very like intense experience and then it's like ha and then here's my plate and like people still do get to watch other people enjoy it which is a huge part of why everyone loves that but for some reason i think baking just like the intrinsic time required makes it just that much more like intimate yeah oh yeah definitely and i think um like thinking back for christmas we had like a friend's christmas and i made a bunch of danishes from scratch and i like from scratch i mean like i made the jam and the custard that went in the center of them Mm -hmm. like i made every bit of it right and i remember she turned that butter people (sighs) i didn't turn the butter but i did get (laughs) irish butter yeah girl this was a conversation you and i had because i wanted a higher fat content that's right yep um but also personally for me um i think baking connects me with like happy parts of my childhood Mm -hmm. that i can recall sure um like my mom baked every single weekend and probably multiple times throughout the week too. She was always taking treats into her work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was what she was known for. Okay. Uh, and with my grandma, I remember one day <laughs> she got, she somehow ended up with like five bushels of Granny Smith apples. Mm-hmm. So we, I literally went over to her house. I got there at seven o'clock in the morning and we baked pies until like nine o'clock at night. Oh and God. then that's what I gave people for Christmas. Oh. And I think just the connection of those memories and making something with my hands and like being creative in a way that I don't have to rush it. Right. It's just like, or even like the burden of coming up. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You're being, you're able to be creative with like, without actually having to birth the idea and have to like do the labor of everything. It's so funny. Um, we one of my manufacturers reps dropped off these cupcakes at the office this week and they were like literally the best cupcakes I've ever had in my entire life they come from this teeny tiny little bakery in Sheboygan I guess and I have been looking for different cupcake recipes to make for our wedding party oh and I was just like I need to recreate this mm-hmm. recipe because I am enamored by it <laughs> and like that challenge mm-hmm. of like making something over and over again and mm-hmm. perfecting it and getting it right mm-hmm. with baking is so minute and technical and like there there's just like this type a challenge about mm-hmm. it that I really enjoy right you're like, I'm not going to have one fucking grain of flour yep. over this. Yep. Yeah. Well, and especially like there is so funny having like the hierarchy of people that are into baking as yeah. well. You know, like the, there and and nobody is doing it wrong. Right. Unless you're crazy like Brian and his first batch of cookies. He Katie literally threw every ingredient into the mixer and turned it on. Oh. And he told me and like I visibly cringed into the couch. I'm like, no why did you do that? And then of course like in his like cocky way looked at me as like they turned out just fine. And I'm like But you didn't cream the butter But you didn't cream the butter. And then and even like when he was watching me make the cookies that we just decorated, he's like, you cream your butter a lot longer than I do. I'm like yeah, because yeah. you cream it for three minutes, and that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And he's like, I 
just saying i made browned butter bourbon dark chocolate chunk cookies for the office for before christmas and the recipe i tweaked because i wasn't happy with it and it was because it was some like mommy blogger who (laughs) was like i'm gonna make some variation of this and i'm like yeah i'm gonna take your recipe and fuck with it yeah and like I creamed the butter way longer than she wanted to because I was also incorporating alcohol in it. And then she's like, add X amount of cups of whatever uh, mm-hmm. flour. And I'm like, but you're also adding all this liquid. So I added more flour. Because, <laughs> like she did everything wrong. Well, yeah. So that's exactly what I was going to get to is like baking is perfect for the type A person because like if you just measure things in like by volume in baking, like you're technically not doing yeah, it wrong, right. but you're doing it wrong. Right. Like you in baking specifically, like you should measure by fucking weight yep. or I will kill you. And as a type A person, it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, you saw how I like was like, OK, because <laughs> the batteries are out in our um, your food in scale. Our scale. And I was not using a whole bag, so I had to measure half. And luckily, like, it was something super simple. So I was like, okay, I can it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I can eyeball can it. It's fine. It's, I can deal with it. It's fine. It's fine. So, yeah, I mean. But. Uh, yeah, I just, I think I want to see more of it. I want to see people bake more. Mm-hmm. Because I think that baking, even if you're not artistic or you don't consider yourself creative, I think baking is something that. Like, if you try hard enough, everyone can do. Like, people yeah, are like, I'm anybody. a terrible baker. And I'm like, are you following the recipe? Right. Like, that's literally all you have to do. Like, if you're saying you're a terrible baker, like, you're just terrible at following instructions. Yes. Because cooking, again, like, you can fudge so many things. And, and it's like, fine. <laughs> and you can still follow a recipe and something might not turn out right because right. there's so many variables. But like baking, a baking, you can't do that. Baking, like, it's it's pretty hard to mess up if you follow it correctly. Right. You know, like if you put in like a tablespoon of sugar instead of a tablespoon of salt, like, okay, yeah, it's going to get messed up. But I, th- I, I, I find it hard to believe anybody that says like, I'm a bad baker. Yeah. I think you just don't like baking and baking yeah. is certainly not something that anybody fine. should be doing that doesn't want to yeah. because it is truly like it's it technical. requires so much labor yep. and so much love and care. And if you're not going to put it into it, then it's not worth doing. Um, but I am certainly happy with the resurgence of all, the, all, the, all the handmade things mm-hmm. and especially like, baking and and i think a lot of people treat it the same way you do is like i'm gonna give you this handmade yeah food item mm-hmm. even though it's not gonna last long but right. like it's, i made you can it still see the love yeah. and like the i did this for yeah. you because every single christmas i'm like i'm gonna make all of my christmas gifts and by the time christmas rolls around i've done the like week leading up to christmas crunch at work and i am just so exhausted uh-huh. that the last thing i want to do is make things <laughs> Yeah. 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 And especially in a job like you, when you take something from literally nothing into something like that's exhausting and a a very steep climb. So if you can have something in front of you, like Mm -hmm. I have these things, like these are my things. These are my things. And I make them into a thing and I can be create like again, like be creative without having to create 
an idea. Um, yeah. We so could we could go on, yeah, on we literally for hours. Off. Yes, we but can. So, um, so do you want to wrap us up while I grab the funny tweet? Yes. Um, so, like we said in the beginning, this is season two. We will be recording every other week and releasing. Our release schedule has changed slightly. We will be releasing on Fridays instead of Tuesdays. Um, the mm-hmm. Tuesday release date was a little bit too much of a rush for our production. And yeah. for us, because we record on the weekends. Um, right. There was so that turnaround. Room. Yeah, that turnaround didn't give us enough wiggle room to kind of produce the quality content that we are so known for. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus, like, it's a nice happy Friday, right? Yeah. And Friday. And I know that Fridays, you know, for some people are ideal and for some people are not. And you're just going to have to fucking deal with it because you love us. That's right. Um, you can find us on social media. Literally all of our handles are we're so relevant. Mm-hmm. Join the Facebook group. I am fucking telling you what a hoot and a oh half that Facebook God. group is. It's the best. And it's closed. So if you want to like share oh. stuff and comment on stuff that you necessarily wouldn't want other people to see not that we're like creepy or weird or like <laughs> pornographic but like some people get we- like kind of weird about that sort of thing or like swearing on facebook and stuff um right do that uh you can support us by joining patreon i am assuming you just found the funny tweet because of your face yeah um uh we're at patreon slash we're so relevant um you can support us for as little as ten dollars ten dollars well that would be great for as little as ten dollars a month you can support us for as little as a dollar a month which lets you unlock all of that fucking amazing bonus content that we um have posted and have in the pipeline um just do it because honestly even at a dollar a month you're paying us twelve dollars a year and it's worth it to listen to us and owen from uh think of the children podcast go off about things because he has a great british voice and he's fucking hysterical it's true as it was said like having a british voice makes our topics 25 percent more interesting <laughs> really does maybe we should just have him on the show permanently <laughs> I could just talk in a uh, British accent. Just uh, no. Butcher it and Owen oh, just cringed. Yeah. Um, unsubscribed. Yeah, he, he canceled his Patreon support. Um <laughs> Yeah. We also have um merch available at, at Redbubble. Yes, we are slowly adding more merchandise. Yes. Um Unfortunately as, that does require creative juices yes. to be flowing, so there has been a halt on that. Yes. But we do have uh, a lot of good ideas coming up soon. Yep. Um, we just released a new one from Jesus as a boob man, um, <laughs> uh, which was actually a listener request. So which is great. if you do have any g- gags or goofs or quotes or whatever that, that you like want to see as merch, let us know, tell us and we will make it. So um, I feel like there's what they were forgetting. Rate, review, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe. Um, what else? I think that's it. We haven't done the sign off in a long time. We haven't. Yeah. All right. So thanks for, for joining us. Thanks for listening. Um, Again, like, thank you for bearing with our hiatus. Yeah. You know, we appreciate it. it, Honestly, because like everyone asks, like, when are you coming back? Which is great. No one was like, oh, thank God they're done. You know, and no one left the Facebook group, which is awesome. True. I didn't I didn't look at that. But yeah, um, share us with your friends. Yes, please help us grow. Yes. um, We're really going to try and push for growth because the growth for us means um, 
with the ads, we get a little more money, which in turn kind of helps us make the podcast better. Right. It helps us get better <laughs> equipment, better yeah. um, exposure. And when I'm getting paid and to do something, usually I'm a little more motivated to do it. This is true. So... And Katie's ultimate goal of doing live shows, which I would fucking love. I've been listening to so many live oh. shows lately and I'm like, I would yeah. die. Well, and especially like with the Freddie Mercury thing. Yes. Like, I was just meant to be a rock star, but I don't have the talent. Right. And it kills me. Right. I just need to scream into she a microphone, wants to guys. to be a rock star. So yeah. All right. Funny tweet. All right. This comes from Kristen Arnett at Kristen Arnett. Saw a raccoon eating trash by the elementary school <laughs> near my house and yelled, yeah, bitch. <laughs> Which is how <laughs> I didn't even get to the punchline. Which is how I know I am absolutely too online. <laughs> well, I'm Katie. I'm Erin. This is we're so relevant. <laughs> See you next time. Goodbye. Bye.